0: To the Classy Chicks podcast. So today I'm here with my friend from back home, back up north, Amber Schneider, better known as the Religious Hippie. So Amber,
1: I'm so excited to have you back on. Thank you for having me. It's great to be back on. It's been a hot minute.
0: It has been a hot minute. Amber and I, like we were very close in Chicago and we did so much together in the Chicagoland area. And then I moved to Florida last year and we, we stayed in touch, but kind of because we we both had different things going on in our life and just the past couple months we've been like reconnecting and like doing more things together because i i really like doing things with amber because amber as many of you know probably she is a catholic wait say it again catholic communicator that is there you go herself a catholic communicator and so when we go to events we would go to events together we would record podcasts record videos together she comes at it. We're both Catholic and pro-life, but she comes at it from a more educated Catholic perspective, and I come at it from a pro-life kind of more political perspective. So, um, I just wanted to have her on the Classy Ticks podcast. She was on at the very beginning, like two, one and a half or two years ago when it started. Yeah. It was a long and time ago. Then it was a long time ago, and so I wanted to have her on again to kind of just explain where she's at in her life now. What she's doing. And then at the end, we're gonna talk about a couple current events, like the whole Jonah Hill scandal thing that's going on oh that people are talking about. And then the Sound of Freedom movie, the amazing movie that just came out that everybody, including the media, is talking about. So, Amber, who are you? What do you do? Why are you here? <laughs> Why do we know each other?
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess well, we met at the March for Life 2020. We ha- we were in a mm-hmm. room together. So that's how we yeah. basically met um with another girl we were named
0: forced Claire. Of course to meet. Yes. We
1: <laughs> well I was supposed to, to be I was a chaperone. We were all chaperones, mm-hmm. I believe. And so yeah. I was supposed to be with my girls but they decided to switch rooms and so they put all the chaperones in a room instead. Right. right. They all had rooms but we didn't, so we all just bunked together yeah. and it was just a chance meeting. It just happened. Yeah. <laughs> Um, And then we just kind of like stuck like glue together. Um, And then I think it was like the summer of 2021 is when we really started hanging out and doing Mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. That's when we went to the March for Life downtown Chicago. That's when we started doing more pro-life events and just going to the beach and Mm -hmm. we did some other meetings and things for the pro-life movement. And then there were some Catholic stuff thrown in there too. So I am a Catholic communicator. I've been doing this for the last three years. I run the nonprofit. I am the founder and president of the nonprofit, The Religious Hippie. And so basically our goal is to bring people back to the faith who have fallen away. So that's my own story. I fell away from the faith when I was 11 And I came back when I was 19. And when I came back, I had this feeling of isolation because I really felt like nobody else went through what I went through. And whenever I looked online for other young women um, who fell away from the faith and came back, I didn't find any. Most of them were older men. And again, nothing wrong with old men, but, you know, Catholic Answers and Father Mike Schmitz, they helped me so much, but I really needed to connect with somebody on a deeper level. And I couldn't find that. So I decided to become that person for other people who might be out there. And then in return, I would also get some community from that. And it's been very fruitful um, ever since I started this back in like 2020-ish. So since then, um, we just became a nonprofit in January of this year. And we've been working hard on the shop. We've had some donation things set up. So you guys can donate on my website to crisis pregnancy centers or to homeless shelters and things like that. and other than that, you know, traveling and doing a whole bunch of stuff with Focus missionaries. And I was on Matt Fradd's show last year, just lots of fun stuff.
0: Yeah, no, it's funny because I remember, I remember specifically, and I don't even know if you're going to remember this, but maybe not. <laughs> so we were in downtown Chicago. And what happened a few times was like, we would be in downtown Chicago for an event and then we either like have like a couple hours in between, or we just like go and like do stuff in Chicago. So we mm-hmm. were at this place, I think it was like a coffee shop. It's like this little coffee shop. We took some pictures there. And yeah. we, I don't remember even what we were there for. But I remember you talking about this was like, you were doing religious hippie stuff, like you were doing social media stuff. But I remember you being like, I don't know exactly if this is like what I want to do. Like I, I want to grow it, but I'm not sure exactly how. And it's just so cool because now a year, two years, two and a half years later, it's, it's enormous. Like everybody knows who you are. Like, I, I'm not saying that in like a, like everybody knows who you are, but no, like, I know. I know. It's it like, as a friend, like that makes me so proud because, you know, I remember having that conversation and then it's like, wow, like you totally found your niche. You have your community and you are making such a huge difference um, through this, through this mission. And I just think, um, I, I just think it's amazing. And I was thinking about Thank that conversation you. the other day, because it's like, who would have thought, honestly, who would have thought either of us would be at these places where we are two years from then? Life's crazy. So Anyway, but before we get into the episode, let's discuss our classy and trashy moments for the past week. So what's something that you did that was a little more classy that you were proud about this past week?
1: Yeah. So this week I am, I don't know if it really counts as classy, but my friend had a bachelorette party and I have this thing where I tend to work myself to complete exhaustion until I am literally forced into a situation where I have to go to a different state and have like a vacation almost because of work or something. Mm -hmm. And so I was really close to backing out of it because I knew how much work I had to do. I knew how much homework I had left and wedding prep and all that stuff was being a lot. And so I was contemplating not even going, but then I was like, no, I'm going to go for my friend because she, you know, she would really appreciate it. And I'm not going to miss out on something that would be really fun. And so I went there and I actually had a very good time. I relaxed. I got some sun. I am tan, even though the viewers can't see me. And um, it was just, <laughs> oh yeah. And it was just a really good time overall. And it helped me refresh and recoup Um For another trip that I'm taking, I leave Friday for Colorado um, to be on a focus missionary thing. So lots of great stuff overall, but definitely taking time to rest, which is what I needed has been the highlight. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. I, and I saw pictures. It definitely was classy. I love, I love bachelorettes where, I mean, like some bachelorettes, like, like you have like the t-shirts, like the matching t-shirts. And I don't know if you guys had those or not, but I loved how you were I mean you were all wearing black and then the bride was wearing white it's like that's yeah. just an iconic bachelorette thing
1: to do It was really fun
0: and it wasn't and I know we could get all into this but it didn't look to me like it was like like trashy and like I don't know there's bachelors just have such a bad connotation around them and I don't think they have to be I think I think every girl should have a bachelorette. I don't think they have to be this this like A trashy like oh it's my last night free I don't think they should be that at all but it was just it was honestly beautiful the pictures that you posted because it was just a bunch of like happy girls wearing (laughs) black dresses and then a girl who's gonna get married wearing a black dress like exactly
1: and there were no strippers involved there was no like yeah and I think that needs to be normalized today it's like
0: and I think that, that instead of like I don't know people just people frown upon bachelorettes and I'm like why are you like you shouldn't be frowning around you shouldn't be frowning on like girls celebrating the fact that they're getting married we just need to take the word bachelorette and bring it back to like your last night with your girls you know it doesn't be it shouldn't be your boyfriend fiance should not be okay with you going and having shivers like that's just yeah a I'm sorry that's just a no-brainer uh we'll talk about more about that actually True. a little later <laughs> in the podcast but anyway so that's definitely a classy moment oh, uh, yes. my classy moment is that I finally got a bookshelf <laughs>
1: we love her
0: and it took me so it. to kind of see it well actually nobody can see it on the podcast and there's like a oh. thank goodness because there's an enormous floaty that's in my closet right now <laughs> but um <laughs> But I have been needing a bookshelf for so long, and I just love reading. And so I have books all over my room, like just stacked in random places. And I have a little car, so I couldn't get a bookshelf. And my boyfriend has a truck, so we went and got a bookshelf. Finally, so I'm very happy about that. I but, love that. It matches
1: the vibe perfectly, too.
0: I got it to match my mirror, and I was like afraid that the color was not going to exactly work, but it totally does. So yeah, I
1: got it. I love that. Yeah, it looks really good.
0: Thanks, Amber. Yeah. All right. Well,
1: what's your trashy moment? Oh, my trashy moment is that because I have been so busy, my spiritual life has definitely not been the best. So Mm -hmm. I've been really trying to work on cultivating my prayer routine and a travel prayer routine. So when I'm traveling, I have a different prayer routine than when I'm at home because I'm not always going to be guaranteed to have 3 p.m. open when I'm traveling to do my divine mercy chaplet. Mm -hmm. So what I've been trying to do is when I travel, have a specific prayer routine for traveling and then one for home. Mm-hmm. And so the one that I'm trying to cultivate for traveling now is like my morning offering. Uh, my fiance and I, were going to be starting the, mm, oh my gosh, 33 days to morning glory type thing. But it's like, it's not the 33 days though. It's the Marian. It's the other one by St. Louis de Montfort. It's the true devotion to Mary. There we go.
0: The actual book. Like the book, yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we're doing where 33 days was derived from. Like that's the original, the OG one.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so we're going to start that. So that'll be really good. But overall it's been suffering. My spiritual life has been suffering a lot because of traveling and marriage prep and school and ministry work. And I just have to remember that this is for God. It's not like without him, I wouldn't be able to do any of this. So I need to prioritize that.
0: For sure. Yeah. And it's difficult. And it's good that you're doing a a travel, a travel prayer routine because yeah, you just, I mean, when you're traveling, no matter how, how normal you try to make it, like it's different. You have different times open, you're doing different things. You're not in your house. It's just different. So exactly. That's good. Well, that is, that is a funny, trashy moment. Not really, (laughs) but
1: yeah no I mean, it is I mean, yeah
0: I mean, we can all we can all work out our spiritual lives too though oh yeah like everyone's like I have a whole prayer routine I'm like I will say the morning offering when I wake up and try to say a decade of the rosary I need to get better at that
1: <laughs> but <laughs> we're all on a different journey <laughs> we're
0: all on a different journey that's for sure um my trashing moment I had one I forgot oh I think my trashing moment is just that it has been I don't remember being this hot in Florida last year around mm-hmm. this time. Maybe it was. Maybe I'm just like, I don't know. But like, I have hardly been outside at all the past couple of days just because it's been like, you can't breathe. That's how Mm. hot it is. So that's that's not fun. It's just like, it's hard because it's like, you want to have a balance. And you, of course, I'm outside all the time in Florida, but lately it's just been like excruciatingly hot. So I have just been staying inside mostly.
1: It's really hard to enjoy the nice weather when it's not nice. You know, it's like, it's nice to be in Florida, but with the humidity paired with the yeah. heat. I mean, it wasn't that bad when we were down there, but there was the last day when we were there, which was, I think it was Mon, no, uh, Sunday night. And it was so hot during the day, but during the evening, it was so nice that we went to the beach at night. Yeah. And the
0: evenings here in the summer are gorgeous. They are like, I love being out in the evening or like even in the nighttime, And it's nice because the sun sets late. And then you can like kind of just like be out. So that is really nice in summertime. So you can be a little more flexible with work stuff and everything. So yeah, but anyway, those were all classy and trashy moments. So Amber, I just kind of, I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about on this podcast and I just kind of wanted you to explain, because I know a lot of people probably follow you and I know that you, you explain this kind of sometimes in like your intro posts, but Can you explain to people what you do and why you do it a little bit more, kind of like you were in the intro?
1: Yeah, so what I do is I'm a Catholic communicator. So what that means is... I try to educate people on Catholicism and I teach them about my own story, which was how I fell away from the church and I came back. And I talk about in between those times, all the stuff that I went through as a teenager from uh, mental health issues to self-harm, to pornography addictions, to just everything in between. I mean, I went through so much as a young teenager and I am just starting to come out and talk about this a little bit more because I've, I've gained more confidence in who I am. And I never used to talk about my old pornography addiction or the people who kind of led me into that, you know, my first boyfriend and all those stuff, all that stuff. And so that's something I'm becoming more open about slowly as I become more comfortable with how I want to tell this story in a tasteful way, but still making sure that i'm not sharing too much you know i don't want to scandalize people either um so i talk about my story a lot i also talk about just anything about catholicism and i also touch on pro-life stuff every now and then but it definitely isn't the main thing like you are mainly pro-life and then catholic and then i'm mainly catholic and then pro-life so we have that nice little dynamic um And so, yeah, I, I talk a lot about my own story. I talk about the Catholic church recent events in the Catholic church. And I, my main target audience, I have people of all different ages and, um, and you know, demographics following me, but my main target is for those who have fallen away from the faith. Um, and that's not just narrowed down to one age. I think anyone can fall away from the faith at any time and for many different reasons. And so, my outreach is mainly to bring those people back and to answer the questions that maybe they didn't have answers to or get answers to. I know one of the main reasons i fell away was well because you know my family did but also i did not have questions you know i didn't have the answers to my questions like why do we do this why do we believe what we believe um, you know, I, I love my parents. They were not educated in a lot of ways in the Catholic, you know, sphere. And so they didn't know how to answer my difficult questions as a child, you know? And so instead of trying to go and find answers online, I was like, well, I guess I just don't want to be Catholic then. Cause it's rigid and there's rules. And so that's my main, uh, demographic. And that's what I try to reach is the people who have fallen away and, Also, those just have misconceptions about the church, you know, because I think a lot of people, especially today, have so many misconceptions about what we believe. And despite the fact we have the internet, which has so much information on it, people still don't go to the right places to learn about Catholicism. It's like, why would you go to a gas station to get a gourmet meal? Why would you go to a Protestant website to learn about Catholicism? It just does not make sense. Um, So I always tell people to make sure you're going to good Catholic sources, such as Catholic Answers, um, to learn about Catholicism. And so that's basically what my outreach is. That's what I do. I like to reach out to those who have fallen away or those who might even think about falling away. Um, my outreach is also to those who are con- like con- converting. Um, it's great because my handle, the Religious Hippie, isn't necessarily Catholic at first look. Right. And so right. It's, right. it's very helpful for when people of who have these misconceptions about Catholicism see my handle and it intrigues them they're just like what's this about this is interesting whereas if I did have Catholic in my name I feel as though people would get turned off by that
0: that's that's an interesting point you're you're so right because I mean there are a lot of really great Catholic people on Instagram on YouTube who do have Catholic in their name and, you know, for someone who's searching, for someone who's looking, that's probably not the first account they're going to go to. They're probably going to try to go to a more general Christian account. Mm-hmm. And even though yours isn't that, it could, you know, that they could click on that, click follow and then see
1: yourself. So exactly. And that's so important, especially today, because I have had people email me and say, you know, I, you know, I saw your handle and I follow you now and now I'm learning about Catholicism and all I wanted to do was just, you know, uh, find spiritual content. And, right. you know, it's interesting because also hippies aren't considered to be,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, what today is. But the thing is, is that hippies are meant to go against the cu- the cultural norm. Mm-hmm. So in a sense, it does make sense in today's 100%, 100% culture.
0: It does, 100%. It's interesting because uh, my, my aunt was, I don't know, talking to me about something last year. And it just, I mean, it goes along with that. She was like, you know, you are the, 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 you know, this, the hippies of the sixties who are like rebelling against the government, rebelling against, it's like you, as in like the pro-life movement or the Catholic culture, we are rebelling against the norm, you know? So we are, and I mean, I'm, I don't know, you know, I, I, I think people don't necessarily think of it immediately, but totally that it totally makes sense.
1: Yeah. And that's just something that I love because it's true. We are rebelling against the culture and that's exactly. what the hippies exactly. did. And exactly. so we're doing that, but in a traditional sense. So, um, I just, I just love doing that because people don't always understand it. They think that it's a dumb name and stuff, but I'm like, no, but the people who really need it understand mm-hmm. it. For sure. Um, so that's definitely a huge part of it. And I make YouTube videos. I have a podcast, I have Twitter, Instagram, Instagram. Facebook. um, I have a. am on basically every social media platform except for TikTok. Are you on threads? Threads? Yes, I am on threads. (laughs) I just got on that a couple days ago and it confused me so much because I'm like, isn't this just like Twitter? What do you think of it? I don't know, really. I feel like it's just like another Twitter platform. And I've heard people say that it's Instagram's way of trying to Introduce people into a typing program instead of picture format, which is dumb because that's what Instagram's known for. Right,
0: that's literally why you would be on Instagram.
1: Yeah. So I don't know how much I believe that. Yeah. But I will say that it's identical to Twitter, and the only reason that I'm on it is because it's easier for me to take my hot takes or my tweets or whatever and post them onto Instagram without having to screenshot, put it on Mm -hmm. a little block and like upload it. It makes it a lot easier. So that's why I'm on it, but I don't really use it all that often just yet. Um, but maybe in the future I will. How about you? What do you think about it?
0: I mean, it's interesting. I think I am not a huge fan of like new social media platforms. Agreed. Let's just use the ones we have, but also, I mean, every time a new one comes out, I'm like, oh, maybe they won't send to us so much on here, you know? You'd <laughs> <So, would> hope, <laughs> but right? But I think I also do think that it's it's been like funny, like it is like Twitter's and in, in the way of like people just being very unfiltered like people mm-hmm. are just super unfiltered it's just like random thoughts I kind of like it so far it's kind of cool maybe because people are just like it's new and people are just like oh my gosh but uh we'll see how long it lasts but I agree I like that you can just kind of like make your little tweet tweet in quotes not real really tweet your thread <laughs> or whatever and then you can just like post it to your story so yeah,
1: yeah it makes it easy
0: yeah it's kind of cool but well anyway okay so just a couple things that I thought we could talk about too two more things yes talk about let me remind myself (laughs) so the past couple days people have been talking about the the jonah hill scandal or whatever that is have you heard anything about it like what have you heard and what are your thoughts or i can start if you want
1: no yeah i've heard a little bit about it i saw the text message that his ex put out there to basically calling him controlling and a misogynist now i saw the text message and maybe you could pull it up and read it for people who aren't yeah, familiar with it yeah, I know. but I will say just from looking at the tweet um I just see a man trying to set boundaries and he's setting his own standards I see a man who knows what he wants and isn't afraid to say like this is what I'm looking for in a woman because I think a lot of the times in today's culture women don't get told the word no enough um and they don't they don't like the word no and um when they are told the word no they usually throw hissy fit and hissy fits usually end in law cases and court cases and things so um I don't know exactly how I feel about Jonah Hill as a person I know there was a lot of controversy about him and some underage stars back in the day with like Zoe 101 and Alexa or yeah and she basically came out and said that he forced himself on her kind of like making out with her type thing and there were a lot of minors there and a lot of them were being fed drugs and alcohol during one of his parties Uh or sorry not one of his parties it was a friend of his party but I don't really support him as a person but I think when we take it out of um the context of who he is and like just him stating what he would like and setting standards and boundaries he's just asking for modesty and and things I would say that's my initial reaction to it. I just see a man who's willing to stand up for his standards
0: yeah no I mean I agree with you I'll read the text message real quick so his uh ex which as I heard it th- they've been like um I was gonna say divorced they weren't married I don't think they've been uh not dating yeah. for for years like this is not like recent this text message is mm-hmm. recent I don't think so she's Digging back into all this crap, right? And so the text is from, this is from Jonah, texting her. Um, He says, plain and simple. If you need surfing with men, boundlet, boundaryless, inappropriate friendships with men, to model, to post pictures of yourself in a bathing suit, to post sexual pictures, friendships with women who are in unstable places and from your wild recent past, beyond getting a lunch or coffee or something respectful, I'm not the right partner for you. If these things bring you to a place of happiness, I support it and there will be no hard feelings. These are my boundaries with a romantic partnership. That's literally a man setting boundaries. Like I don't, yeah. don't know. I at first I was like, what is going on? Because I, I saw it um, I saw it on politics. Alex Clark did a little commentary on it. And I I mean, I think it, you know, she said it perfectly. She said, This is why you don't date liberal feminist women. Because right. they're gonna take that. And they're going to say, you know, they're going to say, you're not allowed to set any boundaries for me. You're Well, what's going to happen when you're married? What's going to happen when you have to be submissive? It's just, it's crazy to me that this, that like she thinks that posting this, like really posting this is exposing her, you know? Right.
1: It exposes your true colors because like I said, women, women do not like being told no. Right. And today it's like, but women need to. Because they're going nuts. Like, I'm sorry, but our gender is going crazy. Mm-hmm. I have never seen so many insane women in my life on social media <laughs> never. or- like just in general and maybe it's more heightened today because we do have social media yeah but the insanity like all these women supporting abortion and like actually glorifying it and wanting to get mm-hmm. abortions all these women who are literally naked on instagram and other social media platforms all the women yeah. who are being sold into this idea of having an only fans like all of this stuff
0: right and it's so normalized and yes. something like this where it's like oh my gosh a man setting boundaries for his girlfriend what like, yes. 10 years ago, you would have been like, yeah, like, you know, like, if my boyfriend, first of all, hopefully my boyfriend never needs to send me a text like that, because hopefully, that's, that's the other thing, too, it's like, okay, first of all, Jonah Hill probably didn't pick the right girl, yes. you know what I mean, because, like, if she's, uh, posting bikini books and, uh, like, inappropriate friendships with other men while she's dating someone, like, you know, probably, first of all, not the right woman for you, not a woman who's looking for a committed relationship. So it makes sense that this is going to bother her. Right. Um, but second of all, you know, I mean, I don't, I think that, I think that if you have a problem with this, you shouldn't be dating anyone. You know, if you have mm-hmm. probably the boundaries, you're not ready for a serious relationship. You're not ready to get married. You're definitely not ready to be a mother. So, I mean, I think we, we agree. And I think that, I think that a lot of people, even people who might not necessarily be labeled as, you know, conservative or super traditional Catholic or super pro-life. It's just it it's normal. It's normal for a boyfriend to say these things. It's not emotionally abusive. Okay. We need to stop saying things that are not abusive are abusive. We need to say right. abusive for what it's actually legitimate. And it's just a boyfriend setting boundaries for his girlfriend who he wants to be his wife. And I saw, I don't know where they are, but I saw other texts too. He like he released, I think, more texts, or maybe she did, uh, that he was just, he was literally saying, and like, like Amber said, there's a lot of history we're not judging him as a person, obviously, but in this, this situation, there were other texts where he was saying, you know, all I want is, all I want is a family, and like, I don't know that you're, you can do that. Like, he was saying legitimate things like this. He was setting standards, regardless of his past, he was setting standards. And I think that's something really important to acknowledge too. I'm not saying this about him in particular, but people can change, you know, like people can realize that they're living in a sick world, that they're living in a messed up world and decide to have standards for themselves. And I, I mean, we see it with so many celebrities lately regards to getting off birth control, you know, something that's, that's been societally accepted for decades now some huge celebrities are realizing hey this is literally a group one carcinogen this is terrible for our bodies not necessarily for any religious reason we just realize that it's not good for us and we're gonna get off and i think when that happens you know it's just it's, it's really beautiful to see so
1: no, I agree. And also, I think it has something to do with child actors. You know, if I remember correctly, Jonah Hill was a child actor. Mm-hmm. And so he was also raised in Hollywood. And Hollywood is just a giant pedal ring. I mean, honestly. And so- yeah. And so you know kind of segueing into our other topic <laughs> but you know what I mean and so honestly when he was really young I it doesn't surprise me that all this stuff happened and that these big media producers tried drugging young teens and things like that I mean terrible when you're brought up in that type of normalcy you know and now it all comes to light it, whether he's a changed man or not I don't know I can't tell but yeah. it's like you have a lot of demons to unravel but those were demons that were started when you were a child a literal child
0: that's a good point so it's like
1: yeah so it's like at some point yes you do need to take responsibility and you need to you know stand up for what's right but at the same time you can also acknowledge that you were a part of you were sucked into that you know
0: for sure For sure. That's a really good point. Yeah. And just to kind of close it off because we have about four minutes left. What is your hot take on the movie Sound of Freedom? Have you seen it? Everybody's talking about it.
1: Yeah. So I went to go see it on the 4th of July. I was supposed to see it with my fiance, but his car broke down so we couldn't do it. Uh, He's okay though. But um, yeah, so I went to go see it by myself and oh my goodness, it was a fantastic movie, but it was gut-wrenching. I mean, to just know that these kids are in these situations right now. I mean, human trafficking, child sex trafficking has has outranked the, you know, the cartel. I mean, this is the highest paying crime job there is out there. And it's just heartbreaking to know that there's so many kids like that brother and sister who are in this situation right now. And it was heartbreaking to know, you know, the, the the guy that went to go rescue this little girl in the literal middle of nowhere, yeah. you know, he also had to leave other kids behind. Right. And that is so, so sad. And just knowing what these kids have gone through and knowing those people are still out there today is so heart-wrenching. So I highly suggest we pray for these children um, and do what you can to get involved, whether that's donating money or actually just making it, you know, making people aware of it by sharing these stories. It's so important.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, I think I agree with you. And I think the movie, I mean, I agree. Like I saw it on Saturday and I like literally could not do anything for this today. I was, it is heartbreaking, absolutely yeah. heartbreaking. And something that I think they said in the movie or they said beforehand or after was, you can sell you can sell drugs once you can sell children once every day exactly like how mind-blowing is that and how absolutely terrifying and that's why it's a millions and millions of dollars industry
1: yeah
0: like in the u.s literally every day it's happening
1: exactly and the song that was playing in the background it's in a different language but they finally kind of Uh, They put in captions at the end of what the song was, and it says, God's children are not for sale. So this song was playing throughout the entire film, but you never knew what the translation meant until the very end when she's banging on her drum and she's back home. And I was like, wow, that was such an interesting touch. And that was like, I don't know, that just, oh, my gosh.
0: yeah yeah definitely recommend i i mean the media is doing all they can to suppress it especially in the yes. past days with large media networks have come out surprise surprise and said That's not a great movie that it's in relation to other things and you know meanwhile the conspiracy they allow the theorists the movie cuties which i don't know if you remember when that was on netflix yep. literal children dancing and i didn't watch it but it was like children um, working
1: yeah yeah
0: acting like stripping. It was
1: awful. And oh. also to know that like this movie was filmed 5 years ago and they weren't able to get it out until literally yeah. this year. Yeah. So, I mean, tell everybody,
0: I every theater every time I was looking at to go to the movie, like the theater was packed. So yeah, awesome. It's awesome that the word is getting out and I just I mean, it's a beautiful thing that it's out it's out there and you know, maybe we can begin on this journey to expose um I would say probably that and I I think statistically the the biggest harmer of children uh besides abortion obviously abortion is first and then it's yeah so it's yeah. anyway yeah definitely we both recommend sound of freedom um yes. and yeah well thanks for being on amber and of course thank you for having me she'll of course be on again but yes. everybody listening tune in again next week bye